Hello everyone, my name is Rochelle Innocent and I'm the founder and CEO of Project Purpose. Welcome to our channel. Our community is focused on fostering the intellectual and character development in children. We do this through our parent-child workshops that are focused on four themes, autonomy, self-efficacy, compassion, and self-concept in order to cultivate grit, perseverance, and resilience in each child. And we are so excited to be offering one of the first of its kind digital, virtual, and continuous learning environments enabling parents and children to connect from all around. The world. At Project Purpose, our overarching mandate is to renew and rebuild family, community, and relationships. Our different social media platforms provide us with an opportunity to have discussions on all topics that relate to family, community, and relationships with ourselves as well as with others, with a primary focus on mental health and education. More precisely, the ways that the institutions of mental health and education play a role and have played a role in our societies at large. These discussions and debates provide us with an opportunity to think critically about what needs to change within these structures for us to live up to our bold slogan, support, protect, and empower each child through youth-focused development, better known as leadership in juvenescence. We recognize that in valuing our children's leadership potential, this also translates as recreating and co-creating environments both socially and politically that will enable our children to thrive. For those of you who are particularly keen on the topic, we also write thought pieces every other Sunday and we just dropped a thought piece this past Sunday. So be sure to meander over to the website and check out our content. If you're looking for a listening alternative, then I have news for you. We're available on 10 different podcast platforms. So definitely be sure to check out the links that we've provided in the description down below for your listening leisure. As is the convention, definitely be sure to subscribe. Hit that post notification bell so that you are aware of every time you post. And of course, if you like these conversations and you want to keep them going, like, comment, and share this segment. Let's get into it. Hello everyone, happy new year. Bonne nouvelle année à tous. I hope everyone had a great holiday and is refreshed and feeling amped for coming back to normal, whatever normal looks like for you. For those of you who are new, we cover topics that relate to mental health, mental wellness, and education on a week by week basis. And this week, our topic of discussion as we think about how we embark on this new journey of 2022 is going to be focused on mental wellness. Now, we're going to jump right into the topic, but for those of you who are super keen, I'm doing something a little bit different. I have different announcements and housekeeping items at the end of the video, so definitely be sure to watch all the way through to stay abreast of our community news. As it relates to the new year, I thought that this would be a great opportunity to discuss the discovery process. And the discovery process is typically what takes place when we're introducing change to our habits and to our routines, which is something that I think we can all relate to given the fact that most of the time when it's the new year, we kick it off with a desire to incorporate new habits. And we have this idealized version in our head of how everything's going to go and it's going to be such smooth sailing as we kick off this journey and try to be more 
more healthy, try to be more fit, try to be more social, whatever your goals are for 2022, before you attain or achieve those goals, it's really important to recognize that there is a discovery process. And a lot of the time people get disheartened and they feel discouraged as a byproduct of not recognizing that the change that you see in your mind's eye, you need to go through a process of self-discovery, of iteration, which will be our second video this week, before you actually start to see those results manifest without you resisting sort of the effects of the changes that you're introducing to your lifestyle. So I wanted to have a chat about the discovery process. I wanted to give everyone just a sense of what typically happens when we change our behaviors, when we change our routines so that no one gets discouraged preemptively when they kick off the new year. I mean, there are many reasons why New Year's resolutions don't manifest, but don't let not being cognizant of the discovery process be one of them. So right about now, we are all trying to align to our higher selves. We're all trying to do what we know is best for ourselves. And I mean, with that intention, with that being your source of motivation, what could go wrong? Well, to be honest, just about anything. In fact, most things can go wrong. And I think that sometimes we lose sight of the fact that things can really disrupt our best intentions when it involves behavior change. Behavior change is a process. It's not so much having an idea visualizing it, recognizing how great it is, and then just assuming, you know, it's going to be even keel. There's going to be a process that involves a little bit of resistance as you kind of step into the new normal that you're anticipating and that you're hoping is going to just create more fulfillment and meaning for you. And I think that it's hilarious because with intentional change, I think we often underestimate and undervalue the amount, the level of resistance that we experience as we force through this change. And also the level of of resistance that takes place when we try to introduce something new to the routine. It, it's an adjustment 100%. And the reason why this is the case is because we don't typically take into consideration all of the areas of our life that is going to be disrupted by this change. Most of us at this point, our routines are on autopilot. So we don't actually have a real sense of the aspects in our environment or even the aspects that we have internally, emotionally, you know, mentally, physically that have anchored onto the old habits. Even if they're not the best habits for us, there's aspects of self that are anchored into them and there are aspects of our environment that are also anchored in those old habits. And because we don't have that awareness, we start to recognize just how much disruption takes place as we try to embrace and introduce new habits into our routine. And this is what I like to call the discovery process. When you start to become more conscientious, more aware of all of the things in your life or even within you that are anchored into the old habits and even if they're not the best habits there's parts of you that find comfort in those habits actualizing on a day-to-day -day basis and we undervalue underestimate the amount of resistance we're going to experience both internally and externally when we try to create change that is going to disrupt the flow the ebb and flow of our day-to-day -day. in other words you don't know what you don't pay attention to so what are some suggestions how does one course through the discovery process where you start to awaken again to all of the different aspects of your life that are anchored into your bad habits that you're going to need to kind of remove from the day-to-day -day or address or resolve in order to better transition and reposition yourself for the new habits that you know are going to benefit you in the long run. So first and foremost, timelines. I think timelines are super important. I think that often it is the case that when we're not used to introducing change on a continuous basis, we cut ourselves short by way of how much time we give ourselves to adjust 
steps to that change. So any change, especially if it's a, a change in our daily routine and our daily habits that we haven't touched and that we've been doing an autopilot for a year or longer, then give yourself at least two months. And this is at minimum two months. Consider January and February both your trial period. So your period of trial and error where you're getting a better sense of what it is that you need to address and all of the areas that you need to resolve to better align yourself to the new normal that you're hoping to create for yourself, which means if you're in your mind deciding that it's going to take you at least two months before you get a real sense of the amount of repositioning and of pivoting and of changes, you're getting a better sense of all of the areas that might have an adverse effect to the change, then you recognize that that change is not solidified. It's not stable a state until you have a better sense of what you're going to experience and what's going to come to your attention during the discovery process. So I like to give myself at least 60 days of discovery before I allow myself to get disheartened by the fact that the transition isn't as smooth sailing as I'd like it to be because you're getting a sense of all of the areas that have anchored into those bad habits or into those habits that you like to adjust and then repivoting, repositioning and that in and of itself is a, is a trial and error. But first the discovery is really just getting a sense of all of the areas that require attention to give you some space for this new normal. So I think it's important to give at least 60 days and remember like 60 days is nothing in comparison to the fact that you've done these habits on a day-to-day -day basis for at least 365 days. So it's very important that we set ourselves up with some very realistic timelines so that we do not get discouraged. And so now I have a few tips for you. Uh, the first is anticipate disruption. Anticipate that things are going to go wrong and don't beat yourself up over it. You're changing behavior and as I've mentioned a few times already when we change behavior that's when we get a real sense of how much of our internal and external sort of setting is anchored into those habits that we're trying to change. So please don't get discouraged with the amount of disruption and in fact anticipate disruption and make it like a discovery. So anytime that something comes up, an obstacle comes up, whether that obstacle is, is you having a hard time waking up in the morning, is you having you know a crucial conversation with your partner who's now being disrupted by the disruptions that you're introducing into your schedule. Whatever the case might be, anticipate that these disruptions come up and have it in mind that you're going to figure out a way, you're gonna be solution focused in the way that you approach these disruptions. So if we anticipate obstacles, if we anticipate disruptions, then we're better equipped to manage and to resolve those disruptions as opposed to letting those disruptions beat us down and make us feel like the change that we see in our mind's eye is too far beyond our current reach. So that brings me to my second point for every disruption document. I think whenever it comes to change, especially if we're looking for like a deep seated change that we know is going to make us happier, it's important to document those disruptions and then to iterate resolutions. And we're going to talk more about iteration again in our second video, but you need to be solution focused about all of the different areas that are going to resist the change that is taking place, but not allow yourself to be discouraged. In fact, be encouraged because the more energy and effort and attention that you put into the areas that we typically discredit or we disregard, the more likely that when the change actually does reach steady state, once it solidifies, you're not going to go back. You're not going to teeter back to those bad habits because you've recreated your environment. You set a new tone that's going to create the space for the new normal 
that you're hoping to establish. And so this brings me to my third point, which is the self-discovery involved. Oftentimes when we think about this future state of being and, and how good it's going to feel and, and all of that good stuff, we don't recognize how much of us is still anchored in current state. So I think that this is an opportunity to really get to know yourself, to get to know the parts of yourself that find comfort in your old routines and then address those parts of yourself to be better able to transition into the new routines. And I, I again, resistance is information. And when it comes to self-discovery, getting to know what frustrates you during this transition process, getting to know how to quiet or calm or soothe those frustrations, getting to know yourself in every emotional state that this change is going to trigger. And believe me, it's going to trigger a lot of different emotional states. But the better you know yourself, the better equipped you are at being able to self-regulate and manage through those emotional states so that you reach the new normal that you have in mind. So that's really very important to, to keep in mind because I think sometimes we push through thinking that, you know, we're all on board, not recognizing that it's going to be a, it's going to be a process. Change is very disruptive to the system. It's disruptive to our emotional selves as well. Even when we know what's good for us, even when we know what's good for us, we still need to give ourselves the time and space to adjust, to find balance, to, to calibrate to this new normal. And it's very important that we take that time and get to know ourselves and get to know how to support ourselves, how to encourage ourselves during those moments of emotionality. And so what does this look like? This, this looks like addressing the thoughts, the beliefs, the behaviors that feed into your current state that you know isn't the best for you. So knowing like what thought, what value, what belief really attributes to you having been immersed in this current state for as long as you've been and then addressing them or revising those beliefs, revising those values, revising those thoughts so that you're better equipped mentally for the transition that you're hoping to create in your environment. And I think this is the part that we often forget. We forget that when it comes to the habits and the behaviors that we have carry, they're informed by thoughts, beliefs, and values. And when we're looking for true behavior change, we need to go deeper than deep and address the thoughts, beliefs, and values that feed into the habits that we know aren't the best for us and make adjustments and revisions to those thoughts, beliefs, and values so that we're better able to transition into this new state, having new thoughts, new beliefs, new values feeding into that new state in order to ensure that that new state is, is going to be there for the long run or until you decide to adjust to a, in a more evolved state. But it's a step-by-step -step process and it involves a lot of introspection, a lot of self-discovery, and of course, a lot of patience. If you're not used to kind of dissecting and thinking about your thoughts, thinking about your beliefs, thinking about your values, have an arsenal of compelling reasons. So you need to sometimes do the work of convincing yourself why this is better for you as you think about how you're going to adjust the thoughts, beliefs, and values that have contributed to you enabling yourself with the habits that you're trying to change. So have an arsenal of compelling reasons. And sometimes you don't know why you want to do it, or you don't really know why you want to do it. Like, you know, it's something that you should be doing, but you don't have necessarily a compelling reason for you to kind of push through the resistance. This is an opportunity to do some digging, right? To do some inner work so that you can create a compelling reason that's fit for you, not just a reason that, you know, is sort of broadly referenced when it comes 
comes to why we should adopt certain habits and behaviors. My second point as it relates to how you dissect your thoughts, beliefs, and values, have rebuttals ready that is gonna shut down the, the limiting beliefs that are keeping you from your goal, right? So there's there's limiting beliefs, and there's thought patterns that are going to get in the way, and it's important to have rebuttals. And the last point that I wanna make on the topic of addressing limiting beliefs and thought patterns that are getting in the way of the change that you're looking to incorporate for yourself is rehearse, rehearse over and over again as much as you need to the reasons why this new normal is good for you. So re rehearse your reasons, make sure that the new beliefs or the new thought patterns or things that you're kind of going through all the time. And the more you rehearse them, the more you internalize them, the more that they become part of you and not external to you and things that you wish you believed in, but you're not quite there yet. So rehearsal is a really great way to internalize different beliefs and internalize thought patterns that we know are going to better equip us to align to our higher selves, which is what we're trying to do as we embark on whatever goals and resolutions that we're hoping to accomplish in this new year. So if there's nothing else that you've gathered from this message, please, please take this into consideration. It is going to be a process, a discovery process, and it's important to embrace the process to recognize that there's going to be resistance. There's much of you that is anchored into the current state and into your old habits and you really need to just give yourself the space, give yourself the time to become aware of all of the different areas that are going to require your attention, resolution, and solution to better align you to the way that you like to move forward and show up in 2020. So that's the topic for today. But before you sign off, a few housekeeping items. I wanted to be sure that you knew that we go live at minimum twice a month, every month on our Facebook page. And we have our live events set up for the full calendar year. We also have a thematic calendar. So if there is sort of an arena that you want to focus your attention in, then by all means, RSVP as early as is necessary. Give ourselves an opportunity to really engage in thoughtful discussion that's going to enable us to call the critical thinking, the life skills, and the soft skills to derive more meaning and fulfillment out of life. Now, these events are paid events, but if it is the case that you see yourself committing to our community on an ongoing basis, then I suggest our package plan. So we have package plans that adhere to any level of engagement and commitment that you have to the community, and that also offer you not only unlimited access to each of our live events throughout the month, both live and recorded. We will be recording these sessions, but also over and above the live events, the workshops and webinars that we have planned and built for the 2022 year, which are largely going to be focused on self-mastery. So food for thought for you. I hope that that piques your interest. And of course, if you have any questions, you know what to do. Send me an email or leave a comment down below. And I look forward to chatting with you in our next video. We'll talk to you soon.